You are about to receive messages that may be harmful to your mental state. Your sense of reality will be questioned. Your view on things will be altered. You are now part of the Meta. The Meta controls everything. The Meta determines what will and will not happen. You are watching the Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Meta Show. It is Saturday, May the 9th, 2020. Uh, we've got a nice fireside edition for you guys today because there wasn't a hell of a lot of news and some things to talk about. And we also have to welcome back our fearless leader, the Matani, from his vacation. How yeah, was that? Uh, it was really awesome. And yes, I am wearing red. It's going to be like a caddy fireside edition, except probably not caddy. Uh, I'm busy being technically inept uh, because I have this sexy new monitor that I got. So things are a little bit different. I got a 34 inch like Alienware. This is my post vacation present. I should be talking about the vacation, but instead I'm just talking about the monitor. But that is also why we're a little late today, because I'm sitting here and like trying to get the webcam working and get the, the mic set up, move from one computer to another and everything is chaos. But whatever. Uh, it also means that I cannot troll as easily in chat today as I would like because, well, whatever. Uh, so, Brisk, you, you've grown a quarantine beard. I have. I, I go on vacation, and what, what's up with that? Everybody has been doing the Rona beard thing, and you know what? I have tried. I had a beard in college for like a week, and I had a goatee for a long time. I had a goatee for like a year and a half, and I'm not a big facial hair guy. Politician-wise, they always say, don't don't have a beard because people, if they can't Embers see your face, they don't beard, trust yeah. you. So, but now it's like a thing. And I felt like I'm not leaving my house. I haven't left my house in a month and a half. You know, screw it. Why am I shaving? All the time? We're going to grow the beard out for a little while and I'll do my Robert E. Lee cosplay like, a, like I'm doing today. <laughs> so, beard, bearded brisk for a little while. We'll see okay. how long I can do it. That'll work. It looks like we've got a little bit of... Uh hype train going on that's cool okay so yeah guys sorry i'm gonna be a little scatterbrained today because it's uh, not only like a, a new setup on my rig but it's like my first time like back in action since I, this is also really weird i'm seeing myself very low down like my camera is like up here i'm like hi hi how, <laughs> how, how are things happening up there um but that this is fine this is fine we are we're all fine here and one of the reasons why we are fine uh, is that it's a it's a fireside chat style meta show, which means that we're not being like super serious business, which is my excuse, and I am going to stick with that excuse. And uh, yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> my, everybody's asking why is Briss audio screwed up? My audio was screwed up because I put a noise gate on so that I wasn't typing and making noises and stuff because everybody complains about all the noise in the background. All right, I took it off. It's off. So you guys are gonna have to deal with it. Sorry, but. Today's fireside edition, it's just chill chatting, and we're just going to hang out. And guess what? We have Jay Amazingness and Villy on here. And since everybody's gay for Jay, we're happy to have him on the show. And since Villy is, might as well be a new you know, cast member, because he's been on like three out of the last four shows, uh, <laughs> he's here too. So hi, guys. What's up? Nothing wrong with that. Say hello, boys. Let's, uh, let's get some... Uh, hello, boys. Hello, hello boys. boys. There you go. There you go. Good afternoon, citizens of the Imperium. <laughs> And hopefully other people. We don't want just Imperium folks watching the show. We want a, a broad audience of all the Capsuleers in New Eden and all of the people doing opposition research for my next campaign in real life. So, welcome. Well, uh, I'm trying to figure out right now, like, live uh, meddling with white balance and, like, 
just random ass streaming bullshit. So I'm trying to figure out if I can get like a dark mode on Twitch. And then just so people are following along with my idiocy at home, uh, I was trying to like log back into Twitch and it's sending an email to verify me to an email address I do not have access to at the moment, right when we're there supposed to start the show. So Isn't it always um, fun? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. And like, I, I got my white balance all set up and like, I've, I'm like all happy because I'm, Look at me, like learning how to use keyboard shortcuts like a, a proper like adult PC gamer or whatever. And uh, so I got this nice, beautiful screen here, and I can't see any of you right now, and it's all beautiful and dark. And then when I go over here to like monitor Twitch things, it's floodlights. Anyway, so who gives a shit? Nobody cares about any of that crap. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, what the hell's been happening. I went on vacation and I did nothing on my vacation was great. It was basically like the best possible thing I can recommend for people who are like dealing with coronavirus anxiety or something like we went to a, uh, we rented an Airbnb on a bluff house above the Mississippi river on the border between Wisconsin and Iowa, which is the Mississippi river. And uh, just sort of sat up there and did nothing, absolutely nothing for four days. The internet was bad enough that you could use it in an emergency, but it wasn't good enough that you could even like look at a YouTube video. So those four days took like, it, it felt like it was like a two week long vacation. It was, it was really nice. And uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was that highly recommended getaway. If you, you want to be away, you know, to like go outside without having to put a fucking mask on or deal with other people. Um, so that's, that's cool. And in that time, the very, the first day that I left uh, to go on vacation, this was uh I guess two Fridays ago or one Friday ago. Time's a blur. Was it? Was it like yeah, time, does, not, time does not exist as a thing anymore? For yeah, it, it, just, you know, every day April is the same. was last year, and also just a few weeks ago. It, it, it's who even knows anymore? But um, but there was kind of a huge ass dread battle, and so uh, and then people stopped talking about it probably because the Imperium won. But it was kind of an interesting one because it was like one of the first like big like trillion is kind of slap fights. And we don't want to like have a serious business. Oh, my God, we're going to like talk about this forever. But like in terms of Eve news, like the biggest like Eve news that happened in a bit was this fucking like x Tech 7 fight. Uh, and of course, earlier today, you're like right in the middle of uh, the fireside. Uh, we or I think just before that, we found uh, Omeka Gold posted some sort of like ridiculous like poor me i'm dropping out and also the matani is mean to me probably <laughs> and brisk brisk and sword we, are mean to me too that was, that was i think fun. we kind of broke like them on uh on, on the show the other day i think it was uh think that think that was it that was like uh, uh the moment <laughs> well our admittance to be fair think about it this way yesterday they had a csm meeting their their weekly friday csm meeting and then today he drops out I mean, I, I think that, that what's really going on is like he he has no idea, uh, like he's not likely to get reelected, and uh, probably it's a, a sour grapes thing. Like if I if I had to guess, it was probably a hey, I'm I'm out of here, so I don't like lose the election, and you know whatever. It's hard to say what's going on inside of his head. But it was really interesting because I, I I didn't read the entire thing because actually, can we drop a, a link to this thing in there somewhere? Yeah, let me pull it. Um, pull I would do it myself, but I can't log into Twitch. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it was kind of interesting because like he did accuse me of being a alt-right uh like on like a, an alt-right guy like the guy who's like screaming about fully automated luxury gay space communism and like spamming twitter with non-stop bernie sanders stuff but i'm the i'm the alt-right guy like you know the space communism dude or space socialism dude i guess is uh in the red shirt is uh running a uh 
just accept it, Mitani. You're space Hitler. Like that, that's it. Over it. For these guys, that's what it is. And I'll tell you, I got into a long argument about him because he's made that alt-right argument before. And I, that is such a fundamental misunderstanding of American politics that it makes me want to go outside and slam myself into a tree for an hour. I can't deal with it. It's just the whole concept that the way the Imperium works is like, it's it's not. It's not. This well, he is never not wanted some... to learn how he worked, right? He He's like... Right. Um, I think Jay had a really good description of it is like Olmeca is this guy who only sees Eve through a straw, right? And like it's only what he sees on the ground is like the real Eve for him. And so he can't really, I guess if all you're doing is running around and like stealing excavators from crabs, then all you see is crabs. But it was really interesting because like in, the, in these two paragraphs, he like accuses me of like being evil for metagaming and doing too much espionage and scheming which i love i love espionage i love scheming it's why i play eve the way i do but then he goes to talk about like how the imperium sucks because we are builders and all we do is build and last time i checked builders do not spend all their time metagaming and scheming you build war fleets so you can use metagaming and scheming to crush your foes but Hey man, whatever. It's not really our problem anymore. We're we're gonna need another. Uh, we're gonna need another Omeka. We're gonna have to have to get ourselves a, a Gevlon Goblin or somebody like that to, to come on right. back. And... Taking applications for the new the new dude. Well, the thing that's Who's funny, gonna be the guy. I, mean, to, to, I don't I don't want to belabor the Omeka thing because you know look, we can talk mad shit. He's gonna go like do his that. stuff and yeah. and I hope he has fun. I was looking forward to running against him. I wanted to run a head to head and see you know who could get the most votes. But I guess I can't do that, so that's kind of a downside for me this race. But regardless, his his whole his his statement of people ask me, you know, if I if I hate if I hate the goons or, or do you hate the goons or anything, and he says perhaps distaste is a mild way of putting it. Let me rephrase: I fucking hate the Imperium leadership's interpretation of Eve. Well, you know what? There are thirty thousand people who really enjoy the Imperium's interpretation of Eve. And they're still playing this game, and you're not. So maybe you're not the smartest guy in the room for a change here. How about that? You know? How about you well, let I mean, people his, play the game the way they want to play it? His entire thing is that he's never wrong, right? Like, you, you know, I, I think that this is, like, really one of the, the big contrasts. Like, as everybody who has played Eve for any length of time and had to deal with me and my bullshit knows, I am wrong all the fucking time, right? I am constantly wrong about stuff. And you admit it. And you well, admit yeah, it. Because like that's how that's you learn. The difference. You, you, you try stuff, you fuck up, you learn, and then you try more stuff, and hopefully you incorporated the lessons from your previous fuck ups. And, and so, like, you know, if if the fucking space emperor can be like, Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, my goatee actually looks stupid. Yeah, that wizard hat thing, not a good look. Like, if you can admit your failures and be like, Yeah, like it, it was dumb and wrong, and now we're not doing that anymore, you can you can adapt. And one of the things that's always struck me as odd about Omeka is that like you can tell the guy is really smart. And this is kind of a common problem with it's not just Omeka, it's actually like a, a real sort of illness across all of not all of Eve, but I've seen enough people like this in Eve and online gaming and life in general, is like you have to be able to admit that you're wrong your dick is not going to shrink just because you're wrong about something, right? Like, it should just be like, it's a thing that happens. You have to learn through failure. That is how learning literally works. That's the process. Try stuff out, face plant, go, oops, what went wrong? Try something else, face plant again until eventually you get it. And, you know, it's sort of a pity with Omeka because it's like, you could tell the guy was smart enough to actually figure out, like, how the metagame worked or some of the politics or some of these other things, but he just refused, refused to, to look through anything bigger than the little straw that he selected as, like, the one true view of Eve. Um, it's funny. 
whatever. Like, hey, hey Billy, <laughs> how often have you been wrong? A lot over the years. There you it, go. Uh, it's a pretty natural thing. We all get, we're all wrong sometimes. And I think to Mitten's point, the, the ability to accept that, hey, you made a mistake and you did something and you need to come back and say, all right, you know what? I thought this was the case and, and this wasn't. That's how you show you're good. The, the folks that can't do that, I always, I always question them. But I don't want to spend the whole show talking about Omeka. Um, you know, I don't, we do talk about him a lot, but hey, you know what? He's on the CSM. He's a good boogeyman to have, as Mittens has said. We're going to need occasions. you. We're going to need a new one now. Right. Like, we're going to, like, we don't have Gevel and Goblin anymore. We don't have Omeka. I mean, maybe he'll be back. Um, you know, there's usually like one of one of these like zealous like that guys in Eve at any given time. It's uh, yeah. it's not like a new thing. Um, so my wife uh, says I'm wrong all the time. So Vic Jefferson playing the other day, so maybe he comes back for a little bit. Who? Vic Jefferson. Oh wow, that's a blast from the fucking past. I okay, was hearing well, rumors that UAX death was coming back too, which would be cool to have that another would be nice. old, old yeah, guy come back. Have, uh, Old school people. Um, and I want to make it clear here for somebody sitting in chat, and again, because I can't actually type in chat because technical issues today, uh, is I, I think Obeka is a very good player. Like, I actually watched his, uh, his like, 30-minute long video that he made a while back where he was explaining in detail how he went through the process of stealing all these excavators. And, like, that was a really impressive system he had for something that I thought was like trivial and irrelevant, but it was a very well engineered and ridiculous system. So again, it's frustrating to me when you're like dealing with somebody who is clearly intelligent and like you can see when somebody could get it right. Like it doesn't mean agreeing with getting it is not agreeing with me, but like understanding like the basics of how every NullSec empire operates, right. is something that's just like a, a basic thing that standard issue NullSec players have. And if he like flew as an F1 monkey, if he's that way, he's going to call us all F1 monkeys. If he flew as an F1 monkey in various empires, maybe he would figure it out, but he, he never did. He was too proud for that. So whatever. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, X-Tac 7 though, because I'm afraid that Brisk is going to get, uh, you know, sick of <laughs> hearing me talk mad shit about Omeka, but uh, no, it's fine. Okay. That's good. Um, We're good. But uh, Jay, why don't you start us off and like tell us what the hell happened? Because you know this is kind of a thing. Like suddenly there's uh, hundreds of dreadnoughts blowing up on a Friday out of the middle of nowhere over what? Can you just give us like a, an overview of what happened in the fight we're about to discuss? And your mic is muted, so you can't talk. Jay, farsighted edition. More like tech issues edition. Man, this is very oh, crazy I, tech show. Go ahead. You got I heard you. I think I heard you. In the Discord. There you go. Okay, right. So um what was the question, please? I was Give it, I give to, us an uh, overview of what the hell happened in the fight. Right? Like uh, we're gonna start talking about X seven because I got done talking so, about Delmeca. So we wanna get an overview of uh the last like a couple of weeks while Horde has been up here, they've been using the uh They've been using like T1 doctrines, like battle cruisers and uh, these faction cruisers, and they've been um, helping out their numbers and really pushing and swinging fights um, in their favor by using, you know, 30, 40, 50 carriers sometimes. And um, eventually someone was going to counter drop it, and the stars aligned the other week. And um, I think Initiative originally dropped a group of dreads on them, I think like 50 dreads on their carriers, which was. Immediately counter dropped by the uh, by the group of 
horde dreads they also formed so once the fight kicked off um we, we pinged and jump cloned our guys and then it formed some more people and the fight was underway um the fight itself was pretty standard in dread fights you know both sides jump in uh everyone kills non-revelation dreads first and then we just sort of sit there killing revelations um uh, the issues with the fight I have is that it just proved a lot of things to me, or confirmed a lot of things to me, with the cat meta after these changes, is that revelations are still very strong and probably are going to be, like, the main way forward for a lot of things. Um, just T2 gun DPS at range, plus the tank they have is is pretty good. Like, the Phoenix can also do that, but unless you're going cruise missile Phoenixes, you're not really, you don't really have the range. Yeah, Torque um, Phoenixes, you're not going to get close enough for it to matter, but... And especially over time, right? Like, uh, over time, they kind of line carriers out, people bump. Um, so, yeah, Phoenixes aren't super effective, especially with the, the T2 short-range ammo. Jay, did this feel like an old-school escalation? Because, it, I mean, it looked like that on paper. Like, it was a standard, they're going to bring a few, they get dropped by a few, the other guys drop all their stuff, and then the other guys drop their stuff back and forth. Uh, is that... Do you think this was like like the old way of doing it, or was or does that just happen to be how it, it worked itself out this time? I think if the opportunity presented itself in that we could have lit Sinos on Dread still and had a constant Sino up, I think the fight would have been over a lot quicker. I don't think it would have been... Um, I think there's a hard cap, right? Because you, you make the decision where um, you know you have like, I think we had like 200 people ready at, at once, so we jump them all in at once. And then we have that fight there. But instead it was, okay, Recon Sino warps in. Sino, 20 people come in on that one. It dies. We need another Sino. So we, we, we went through about, I don't know, seven, eight, nine Sinos. We wasted like five billion Escon Sinos because um, they just kept dying. And that, that, that's, I think that also sort of hindered the fight, but also allowed it to go on. So because we were prepared, the fight was drawn out over a longer period of time. And because of that, it became a lot bloodier. If I remember correctly, at one point, because I was not in this fight, so I got to hear all the stuff secondhand. At one point, in it ran out. Bliss had run out of Sino, so we had to merge our fleet into yours in order to jump in because we couldn't get a Sino on Grit. If I yeah, I, I got really worried at that point because um, we, we were ping for dreads, and obviously you ping for a fight, and people people sit on comms, and they're like, "Oh, well, that fight's actually happening." Oh, well, I guess I'll log into Eve. So my fleet went from like. 130 people in which was about what i had and enough dreads for that up to like 230 like instantly and i was like oh shit we haven't i don't think we've got enough dreads for all these people but it turns out like half of them were initiative people with their own dreads so my goodness billy did you see anything about this fight in what way i mean did was there anything about it that that confirmed or changed your opinion of the new meta, uh, or at least do you, do you think this is like the first good example of, of the new meta in action? And what, if any lessons did you guys get? Uh, I, I think definitely, uh, watching the videos and being in the fight, um, tech two guns are definitely going to be a, uh, mainstay of cap fights from this point on. I would think, um, there's definitely a pretty clear, uh, reality of just how much more damage they do. Uh, especially in Dread Brawls. This, this, uh, the Dow fight that he had was a really good example of that, right? The what fight, sir? Dow fight in uh, Great Wildlands, where it was like kind of equal numbers, but because he had T2 uh, revs, 
Um, they, they just like wiped the floor with them. Oh, that was more so just because they streamed in kind of thing. Then that was it. Just uh, okay. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. another backstory of that one. Yeah, no, but but tech two dreads are, are definitely uh, a, a thing now that I don't think they were before, especially with the mineral changes increasing the average price per dread. Uh, it gives you more room to fit each dread more uh, vigorously, uh, and I think we definitely saw like at the start of the battle where uh, the Panvan forces were just were almost out killing two to one, uh, and they were a lot more commonly fitted T uh, T two. Um, so that that's you know, definitely an interesting part of it. Uh, EHE is still good. Um, the fight fact fight was over POS was kind of interesting, uh, although the POS wasn't fit from what I could see, which is depressing. Um, what else? I mean, obviously the Sino meta is is what it is. And then initiative coming in at the end with Titans of Supers, which was about where we would expect Titans of Supers to kind of fit in the meta now, which is after primary dread forces have been kind of exhausted. It's kind of just a, a like a, a, a slap in the face at the end of the fight. All right, you already lost, so you're going to lose more now. You're going to lose faster. Well, I, I I just don't feel like you can effectively use Titans and Supers when there's a primary dread force still in play. Um, the, the, the ability to just burn through uh, Titans and Supers and, you know, infinitely swing any escort in whatever direction you want if you have, you know, 150, 200 dreads is just too much of a factor now that I, I think that anytime you see Titans and Supers, really deployed now it's going to be after um there's already been some level of engagement taking place to ensure that the titans and supers are given some sort of positional advantage or that the primary uh, threat to them has been at least somewhat neutralized I agree so do that. you think so i'm trying to i'm trying to trying to figure out what the lessons learned could be from this and what it sounds like from what you guys are saying is that we're going to see dreads more expensively fit there. We're going to be putting T2 stuff on them because it does better damage and, and they can, they can push through stuff faster. Are we going to, is it going to be, is there going to be a change in the meta? You think are dreads going to be less throwaway disposable assets than they've been in the past because of that? I don't think so. I, I think dreads always kind of have to be the default uh, throwaway for uh, capitals. Um, I think a lot of what you'll still see with suicide dreads is a lot of T1 still, but um I just don't feel like Dreads can really move in a non-throwaway direction just in the way Siege uh, works. Once you're there, you're there. Like, if you go in, you know, if there's only two ways out with a Dread, it's through your enemy's wrecks or, you know, through your own wreck kind of thing. So I, I just don't see that Dreads will really be able to change that uh, part of their uh, part of their style. Do you think we'll see a return, Billy, to, um, like, tank fit Dreads? Because the T2 guns, it gives you the extra DPS. What do you revelation mean tank fit? Like you can like fully tank, like full tank fit a revelation with no damage mods, right? And it will still do, you know, ten thousand DPS with conflag. I mean, you can obviously, uh, but then you're, you know, trading, you know, ten thousand for fifteen thousand, right? Um, or sixteen or seventeen or whatever the hell it is. It's stupid. Um, the the reality is, you know, do you feel you get more? tank that way and is more tank worth more damage and that's kind of a, a question that everybody's going to kind of have to answer as they put together their doctrines uh i don't know if like I've, I've definitely seen a couple of these like triple plate four hardener revs and i mean they, they have a certain look to them that's very uh appealing but i don't know if it really scales all that well at the, the top end 
I, I feel okay. like the, uh, the the Morris and the, the Nagelfar are a bit weaker now, especially. They, they do more DPS, right, which is great, but their tank is just... Um, if you're in a Morphs in one of these fights and you don't energize, you'll get like two shot by like 30 dreads. I don't think that's fundamentally that much different than the Revelation. The difference in EHP is like usually within the range of about 200k, which is like under 15% of the total dreads EHP. And if you factor in EHP, EHEs, then it's you know within like 3% or something. Like, um, are people still fitting EHEs? Because I don't oh, think I think we pulled them all off at least. It, the... it, it's 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 actually funny. Like we. Uh, Test was doing a full dread refit right before this fight, and we were actually planning to cut the EHEs for most of our fits. And then this fight happened, and we looked at it, and we're like, "All right, it looks like EHEs are back in the menu, boys." And, there you go. You know, interesting. It's, it's uh, now. Do you it, think it, that people are going to put them on faxes too, or are they just going to leave them on dreads? <laughs> well, uh, I think they're definitely going to be on faxes to some degree, but uh, the the structure tank apostle is definitely something that uh, I think is worth talking about in terms of the, the meta AV right now. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like the six bulkhead yes. sentient damage control uh, apostle has more EHP than... Uh, we, added that, dude. we added the Nanazu to like our domain dot, like main fax fits. We have like a whole tank Nanazu now. That's <laughs> awesome. I know, we, we had toyed about... I remember sitting at CSM 13 and we were toying with random fits and I remember somebody did. Somebody was j joking about a a, a, a a fax fit that was hull tanked, and we all thought that was funny. But then I think I went. I, I ended up going home, and I I did the math. I was like, well, that actually, I, this might actually be a thing. But you know, nobody. I don't think anybody did anything. It gets around a problem that capitals have had, right? Which is that um, what, an argument for a long time with capitals is, or especially faxes, is that you shouldn't be able to fit three reps and you know two plates or whatever, two extenders. But if mm. you don't have the issue, you just fit bulkheads, then, you know, there it's... you go. Bulkheads well, out the it, it's especially interesting because, like, obviously with the resist changes, hardeners went from being effective at one level to being effective at a, a much lower level, right? And bulkheads are multiplicative. So the more bulkheads you have, each additional bulkhead is more effective than the last. Uh, they don't stack against each other. So, but, but they're by default so much weaker. Uh, but it, it's really interesting now because these, these bulkhead apostles are like, three and a half million hp or more something like that while Damn. your standard like armor apostles like 2.5 mil which is like it's a pretty large difference and the fact that the bulkhead apostles get to have like cap booster three capital cap batteries and like three um three reps that they can basically perma run like calf stable is is a on top of the fact they're like basically new to me it is pretty interesting to say the least Okay, I think I succeeded. This looks a little bit better. Everything is dark. I think I've like fucked up Brisk's formatting, but I, I no, you're finally, fine. I have finally gotten to a point where um, turned into a uh, I just turned into a, like a G Soul meeting for you, Mittens, where you just like eyes have glazed over and you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck's happening? <laughs> this is this, this is why like it's kind of interesting because like I, I wanted to have you guys on to like get into a detailed analysis of the X-Tac 7 fight, right? Because when we have experts on, it's usually an opportunity for me to make sure that I, I still know my shit or learn shit in the first place. Uh, but in this case, instead of having the opportunity to really go like, hey, I wanted to get it, like I will have to watch a recording of this because instead of getting a detailed analysis of the X-Tac 7 fight myself for my own purposes, I spent the entire time trying to unfuck all of this stuff that has been <laughs> fucked. Like, I had no idea, guys, that buying a really cool new monitor would result in me breaking everything on my computer. But uh, 
that's... I'll, I'll tell you, the hard part for me this whole time has been, I want to listen to Billy and Jay talk about this stuff, because listening to these two guys nerd out is fun for me, but I'm having too much fun watching you try to figure your shit out. And like you get the furrowed brow, and you're like, like the like the you know I don't know what's going on here, mittens. It's it, it, it was funny. That that was amusing. It was very it, distracting. It, it, it's sort of a this is going to be a tangent, but uh, it's a fireside show, so we can do tangents. But I had sort of this realization. Like I, I've always used computers, but I never really dived into like computer science to like try to figure out how the fuck they work. And uh, when I was like on, like just before I went on vacation, I was like looking into buying a new rig. And before I did that, uh, it's been like years since I built a rig and I never really got into like benchmarking or like figuring out how the computer machine actually works. Right. Like I'm the schmoozy guy who does politics and espionage and metagaming and stuff like that. I have never needed to know what a logic gate does, but I got to a point, maybe it's because I'm in like, uh, I'm going to turn 42 soon. So, or it's pandemic or whatever excuse you want to have. But suddenly I was like, how the hell? do these things actually work, right? And so next thing I know, I go, well, it's 2020 and it's like cyberpunk 2020 and there's the world's on fire. And I'm like, wait a second, we actually have riggers and deckers in the real world now. Like it's it's 2020, there's drones. That's like shadow run, like riggers exist. Deckers functionally exist. And then I'm like, I'm gonna try to figure out how to make the computer do things. And of course this unfortunately <laughs> means that uh, as I have tried to go around and like I was binge watching the uh, crash course computer science stuff uh, last night and like trying to figure out how circuitry and logic gates work and Boolean algebra. And anyway, so in the process of trying to learn things, I have managed to fuck everything up. Uh, and uh, yeah, it does look like I've never aged a day. It's because I avoid the sun. And also it's like a thing in my family. Like we just don't really age like uh, it freaks people. me out. It freaks me out because I feel like I was I was. 42 when I was 16 and I have looked the same this entire time. I've always looked older than I am. I, I think I w I've been carded in my life like four times. Nobody ever cards me. Oh, yeah, this guy, he, he's obviously in his in his 50s. I, I get carded constantly. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. I uh, It is interesting, actually. I have a couple of gray hairs now uh, and that I'm actually going to keep instead of plucking them. For the longest time, the only gray hairs that I had were in my nose, right? So I'd have these gray nose hairs. Uh, but I, it looks like, I'm, like there's only one of them, so you can't really see it on the camera. But if I end up with like one of these like gray fox streaks like through my hair there you start, go it's starting to look that way like i've got like one there and i'm i'm totally down for it because um yeah i uh <laughs> you gotta get the, you gotta get the wings going you know you gotta you gotta get your wings exactly exactly Billy, do you have gray nose hair well i've got definitely got some gray coming into my beard yeah it's uh, mm -hmm. pretty standard there you go when Good I old salt puberty, pepper i'll uh, have have facial hair <laughs> someday someday i'll get you guys on camera and we'll be able to to make jokes about how you look too but yeah i didn't even know that billy had a beard that that's uh that that's a how old are you billy if you're if you're willing to say i'm uh middle age i, I don't know uh <laughs> how hard of a question is that is that a oh, state secret on. you don't want to say your fucking age correct i don't doesn't <sighs> want to say it <laughs> i don't know I, I started playing eve when i was 20 so I'll let you do the math. Wow. Now. All right. All right. That's okay. Good. So you're our age. That's fine. There's nothing How wrong with that. How old was I when I started playing Eve? Fuck. I was 29 when I started playing Eve. It was 2005. So I'm trying to remember how old I was in 2005. So like 15 years ago, I guess. So late 20s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You've been 28, 29. Same as Yeah. Me. Something like that. All right, Pink Princess playing... is rating the channel. I don't know who Pink Princess is, but thank you for rating the channel as 19. That's awesome. Party of 19. We appreciate it. That's great. Whew. 
Okay, so well, I feel our, much better now. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you got it worked out because that was kind of crazy. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's not fun. I still don't fun. like, like, looking up here you know you guys were all sort of like trying to trying to hold down the fort while i was like flipping out and like messing with everything but uh you know it's a it's a process um so one of the challenges we've had in general is is that because of like the ddosing uh when we get together we're trying to figure out what are we going to talk about on the meta show like the reason why we're doing a fireside meta show this week uh is not just like you know, nothing's happening in EVE and it's CCP's fault. It's more like not too much is happening. Like things are actually starting to happen in EVE, which is nice because lots of people are playing the game because, hey, plague, uh, and why not? And, you know, the game is doing better, so there's more sand in the sandbox and that's cool and good. Um, but the the fact that there has been DDoSs during uh, sort of intermittently uh, during this last week has kind of interfered with things sort of kicking off. So we didn't want to do like a big formal, here's the news of Eve, but what are you going to talk about? Hey, there's a DDoS. Hey, it's the 17 year anniversary of Eve. Hey, there's this big ass dread fight a cut like a week ago in that time is a blur sort of sense, uh, or eight days ago. And, uh, Personally, I love dread fights. I would love to see. Uh, I'm delighted that the meta seems to be going back towards dread fights because, you know, um, this is this is not like high speed, low drag, good FC skilled gameplay. But I'm I'm an old school player. I've always preferred the kind of fights in Eve where both sides walk away bloody. Right? Like, I cannot kite. I cannot think easily in 3D. So when I do FC things in Eve Online, which is very rare, I do prefer to run dread fleets because you come in, you siege, it's not going anywhere, and you're going to die, and the other guys are going to die, and everybody's going to at least walk away with a bunch of kill mails. And uh, you know, there's no kiting, there's no bullshit. It's just mashing some fucking spaceships together and having a good time. Uh, so you know, one of the consequences of CCP nerfing the shit out of uh, Super Capital EHP. Uh, was this prediction like, hey, we're going to have a dread fight, but when were we going to have one? So I want to back up a little bit. What was the actual, because I missed this, I was doing all this idiocy because I'm bad at tech. Uh, what started that, like, what was that fight over? I know you guys already went over this, but just indulge me here. What? Why did that fight start? Mm, Horde deployed X-70, like uh, with the right. death sig, the drone lands expeditionary force. Which is, uh, I believe, my lawyer Brisk is is uh, in proceedings. Uh, we're, with that. we're working on a cease and desist right Brian now for copyright infringement. So uh, they deployed to X seventy like it's like a month ago now. It's a couple of weeks ago, but basically they've had this pass at X seventy because you know uh, you can't really keep a Titan on an Astra house for very long because eventually someone will try and bump it off and you'll die. Um, we tried once. Uh, our sino placement wasn't the best and the guy didn't really understand what he was doing I don't think and we let the sino at zero on him instead of at 30 Yikes! so uh, we missed our chance to bump him off and kill his titan but ever since then they've moved to a, a pass which is the way to do things still um, just been reinforcing that pass every now and then we never really show up to, to, to ref it and we, we show up to ref it but there's never been like an actual attempt to kill the pass because who cares it's a pass I'll just there's like 70 moons in the system. They'll just put another one down. Right. But Shines wanted to kill it. And so they, they took the fire. I'm, you know, one of the things that's sort of curious about uh, that entire theater is how, um, and I'm not sure whether it's because the initiative is, is mainly taking ha ha the initiative on this or, or what, but like a, a lot of the stuff that's been happening up in the galactic Northwest and these, these fights that have been happening in that area, um, 
you know, it doesn't really seem like there's much strategic interest for anybody there. It's, it, I do think it's much more like we're just like slap fighting and I guess we're going for it or whatever. But uh, I mean, that's cool. It's nice to have like a Mad Max zone where uh, what the hell ever happens. But uh, one of the things I wanted to ask about, because, uh, you know, I come back from vacation, there's a DDoS, there's not too much news. So I'm like, okay, cool. Working on my tech stuff, Bambi's first, you know, serious computing, you know, wanting to be good at tech, but still being bad at it. Uh, and my God, just a glance at Reddit, you see a, a ton of suddenly screaming from uh, like what, this is a British question, what happened with Initiative and Snuff? Because I thought that Initiative and Snuff were like running around together and then I come back and uh, Hi Wanto, no, I guess High's gone, Tau AD is in charge and they're yelling about the Initiative sucks now. I'm confused. You know, I you guys were like I, besties. I mean, honestly, it's funny. I don't know. I, this is... Snuffed, we had a we had a close working relationship with them about a year ago before they ended up folding and then coming back. And Dark Shines and those guys worked closely with Haiwanto and, and Tao and those guys and they had fun. And we were on lots of fleets where we would kill the same stuff. But to be honest, they're neighbors of ours in Losec. These guys are looking for content. They don't really have friends. They don't have blues. They don't care about loyalties or relationships or any kind of stuff they're there to have a good time and essentially if you are around or near them you are their content and that's how they are so we we were it was it was funny like when they first started hitting some of our infrastructure and hitting our ships and stuff the guys were all like why is enough doing this why are they here why are they i thought we were friends with them and 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 it kind of got to the point where like all right well obviously we're not and they're not blue and we don't have a nip. So why, why would they not be hitting us? And I think it took a little while and we, we would form response fleets and go after them and they'd run off and, you know, they killed one of our structures in low sec and we had a pretty good fight on it. And they've got, I mean, these guys are good. Snuffed is good. And I'll tell you, it's fun to fight against folks who know how to play the game and are good at it because it makes you have to up your level of game. And I feel like we've been doing that because of these guys. Although it's been frustrating for Dark Shines and some of our other FCs. Uh, we've had a lot of new people join in it in the last six months or so. And because the pace of operations has been relatively low, we have not had the same kind of, of uh, uh, hardened veteran people who are used to what we do and how we act. So we've had a lot of fleets where your your shines is is yelling at people and telling guys you got to do what I tell you don't do random stuff stop lemoning lemming ing uh, and and all that kind of thing and it's been kind of funny uh, but in the end I think at the the bottom line with snuff as far as I can tell is these guys want content we're next door neighbors we're the big fish and they're gonna come after us so you know what it got to the point the other day where shines and Pando and the guys were sitting around talking and they just said fuck it you know let's drop the hammer. So we're going to Rakapas and we're going to clear the place out. And they can they can do their whole oh god look the big blob is coming after us. Well, you know what? If you if you if you poke the bear enough times, at some point he's going to turn around and swat you and that's what they did. So I got to FC a fleet the other night that was fun. Shines made me go ref uh, one of the structures in Rakapas so I could say I did it. So I actually had my first time FCing ever. Uh really? and that was yeah. thanks to Snuff, so I have to give him credit for that. So thank you. Well, but, yeah, you know, that, that seems like um, you got to kind of like the answer that like you started in on it towards the end there, because I was basically you were very polite, right? Like the, the thing is, like, if you if you only heard about the fight between the initiative and snuffed out, 
by looking at Reddit, which is what I did. And I'm like, wow, like they're memeing on the initiative. Like what the hell? Snuff looks really mad. Like they do not seem happy with the initiative. And the, 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 the description you gave makes sense from a normal, like, oh, the, you know, you're their content. And, you know, then we fought back and like whatever, very, you know, business-like mature and uh, almost apolitical. But if you look at <laughs> the, the, the snuffed out post, like it's one thing to have like the low set guys, uh, you know, having, cause I mean, we've fought with snuff off and on for years now. Um, but I don't think that I've ever seen like a picture of Goon Swarm uh, on like a goon swarm, like a, a fat bee on fire. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, as Hiwanth was saying in the chat, that is a Yonis post. So, you know. Just, oh, it's a, it's you, a Yonis post? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you got to okay. deal with it. Okay, well, I'm glad that Hiwanth is here to, to actually still. explain this. Because seriously, like, guys, like, I came back from like a time warp vacation and there was this huge dread fight that everything's getting DDoSed and now Initiative and Snuff are going at it and I'm just kind of... Well, confused because obviously I can't even figure out how to like make my computer work. So that's a minimum level of confusion. <laughs> and now we're now we're at this. Well, there um, you go. You come back from vacation. Brisk has a beard. Snuffed and Inner are fighting each other. Mass hysteria. What yeah. the hell is going on here? <laughs> I can't log into my Twitch account. We got that sorted out. But yeah, basically it is. It has been one of those. You know, things aren't quite on fire. Like it's not like that that community gif. But uh, you come back and uh, uh, you're just like, what is? happening okay <laughs> oh my um let me see brisk Matani, what filters are you using uh, for the in-game portraits uh in-game portrait to remove the green screen all right so let me let me tell you guys i will get let you in on a little secret of of how brisk does the meta show what i do when we have guests who are not on camera because i don't like having a, not having a visual is I go in and there's a setting in Eve that says use green screen for character screens. And I set that on and then I take a video of them moving and I capture that and then I stick it on the screen here and then I put a chroma key on top of that so that it filters out the green and boom, I've got in-game characters that are moving on the screen. And it's just a video that loops. It's like a 20 second video that loops throughout the rest of the show. So That's that like is the secret. Not just the green hat or something I could buy for my character to fuck you up now. Now, see, now that's the thing. If everybody starts wearing green shit, I'm going to get pissed <laughs> because then that's going to mess up my little my little uh, cool camera angle thing, and that will annoy me. But uh, yeah, that's what we do so that you have something to look at besides the fire and and mittens and me uh, staring at each other. So, well, uh, speaking of uh, mittens and wrists staring at each other, which actually has nothing to do with it at all, uh, but. Uh, somebody asked in chat this, and it's a good segue here, which is, uh, Vili, can you, uh, this is sort of sad that I don't know this, but maybe I'm just playing for the camera. Uh, what the hell has Legacy been up to? Like, uh, somebody asked the question of, uh, is there, is Tappy up to anything? I don't know if you guys have actually shifted to calling yourselves Tappy. I can't keep track of, of that particular meme. Uh, but what's going on over in, uh, in Testland? Um, well, not too much. Uh, we're still test, for example. Um, we, we're not too afraid of the Tappy moniker, but uh, we, we had the Tappy logo contest ended there uh, last week. We had our winner, but uh, we're still test. Um, we've deployed out north, out east to uh, Wicked Creek. Uh, we've just been setting up some jump bridges towards Cash, where there's some conflict going on right there. Uh, but it seems like we're getting mostly, uh, mostly blue-balled on most timers at the moment, so... We'll see how that kind of goes. We were mostly going over there to just solidify the front. 
and for the most part, you know, the south is pretty quiet at the moment, which is uh, is different. Yeah. Better report the other way, quite like Horde and NC Dot had like 130 Nixes or whatever fighting like a Eagle fleet. Yeah, so uh, we we had reinforced the Fortisar on the other side of the the drone regionals, and uh, someone I I I told them just go go have fun, and uh, I guess they figured jumping into 150 setup. Uh, supers and carriers was a was a good way to have fun and uh, Tanza, right? He's like a down a fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, Russian mentality. It's like we fight, we kill. I'm like, good luck. And they actually <laughs> jumped in, so, um, you know that that was uh, it is what it is, I guess. But it's pretty quiet over there overall, you know. So what are you guys gonna do next? Then you got to come find some content, right? So if they're not gonna fight you, then uh, what's next? I'm I'm honestly not sure. Um, we're working on our whaling stuff to try and get that back in uh, reasonable order. I've mostly given you know everybody just the keys to say go do whatever you want, try and find some fun, and uh, you know that's happy. Just that's... reset goons, the game would be fine. Right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> if in it would just reset goons, there'd be content for everyone. Why don't we do this? Yeah, it is kind of funny whenever this this sort of thing happens because there is a tendency for people to look to me to provide the answers to their their issues. And if they're not in the Imperium, I don't give a shit what they think. I mean, I, besides polite diplomatic relations and things like that. But like, if some rando is like, the only reason why things are boring in EVE is because the Batani is refusing to read it. Like, we have a structure agreement with Legacy. Like, we're not currently blue, are we? Like, last time I checked, we are not blue to test, but... You know what we the hell? Fight them all the time. We yeah, fight like, them all the time, and that's yeah, the thing like that initiative is actually like like the like number like two enemy of like test like because because you guys have been like really rude to us historically, so like we hate initiative, right? So any opportunity we get to like go screw initiative, we're taken. Exactly. Fuck you, Villy. Let's go. You know, it's kind of hard to actually like launch a campaign or really do anything. Like basically, think of the 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 DDoSing thing. Is Eve almost has like. Uh, kind of, it's like when you launch a space fleet, in a lot of ways, it's like sailing a old school naval war fleet out in the era of like the Spanish Armada. Like weather is very, like the, the weather in EVE essentially is uh, the server stability, right? And so you don't want to launch the fucking Spanish Armada only to have it lost in some tempest somewhere. Or in this case, like, okay, guys, we're going to spend a bunch of time and effort going on a campaign. We're going to start a war and we're going to do all this stuff when in the main time that the game is active, you know, it's up and down unreliably. So, you know, it, it's an interesting situation because a lot of times when Eve is this quiet and it, it's not as quiet as it was a while back, but we're in this unusual situation where people are unquestionably playing the game right like the the numbers are up and that is a good thing uh whether that's because ccb is doing things right or because of the pandemic who gives a shit the point is that the player numbers are there and when the numbers are there and the game is making money we don't have to talk about ccp right which i think is great more people in the sandbox things are going well let's fight each other but people aren't really able more people are playing but they're not really able to go to war or really do that much because one lack of conflict drivers and two the, the, the weather is bad. The seas are not conducive for big-ass war fleets. 
um, with the exception of like dread drops that escalate. But, you know, one of the things about the fight that happened in X-Tac 7, for people that are kind of confused, like, hey guys, you know, you're talking about why aren't there wars in EVE, but you just got done talking about how there's this big ass dread fight. What's the deal there? Well, in many cases, those dreads were pre-staged. Like those had been there in caches. A bunch of people had heavy assets that had been there for weeks or for months. So years. that- For like that? years, those dreads years. have been up there. Years, yes, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We initiative seeded that system for years prior to this in order to make sure that that fight happened, right? And, and a bunch of logged off freighters in X logged off freighters, exactly. exactly. Seated it with 35 freighters. Well, there's somewhere. been a northern goon cache of dreads in that area for roughly like the last three to four years. I can, oh, yeah, like I mean, we, we, we still have shit up there hidden in a, a whole bunch of different places. Like, we're, we're getting to a point now where the Imperium kind of like forgets, like, we, we lose things now. Like, we, oh, like I, this, I have dreads everywhere, I don't know where half of my shit is. It's crazy. But uh, I think it's delightful that we are, like, I've always been a big fan of just Dread Fights and Eve, so I, I like the fact. Uh, I, I was a little surprised. I mean, I guess because the caches were there and uh, there was, like, a pre-existing conflict, uh, wh what's fascinating to me is going to be the question of, like, recovery from the X-Tac 7 thing because so many Dreadnoughts blew up. And one of the, the issues of Modern Eve is we're still, and we're not talking about it much, but we're still in the supply crunch, right? We are in a massive supply crunch here in NullSec where it is increasingly hard to find uh, low in minerals in EVE, right? Uh, because of all the nerfs that CCB has done to production. And so here we have a whole bunch of people have blown up ships and then the natural thing to do, this would cause demand and then people would go mine and then they would build more dreadnoughts. Uh, and now what the hell is going to happen? And we don't know. It's kind of... Uh, it's uh, like how many more times can that happen? Can those sort of fights happen before... Um... You know, they just don't anymore. Exactly. And we don't know. And we're going to have to find out. So that's a thing. And I just totally I, I totally lost my train of thought. I was thinking about the supply crunch and wondering about the market impacts of Jita and started going down well, a rabbit hole of things I want to look up, but not things that I can talk about on the meta show when a camera is in front of my face. So well, that's stuff we're going to have to figure out. I mean, down the road, I think it's going to be important to see. Uh, what the impact the mineral nerve has on sourcing and logistics. I mean, I know I get complaints, you know, in it, you guys got to stop whelping these Kiki fleets. You're, you're sucking up all those uh, modules and Jita again and stuff like that. And I think that's going to become an issue where, you know, people have to worry about losing fleets because they can't source the logistics to replace them. And it's not even a question of, of money or anything like that. It's a question of physically not having the stuff you need to make it. So that'll be that'll be something that I think everybody's gonna have to start paying attention to. Too. Encourage like multi boxes with Rockwells, right? To turn into like the Hawks or whatever and just run the abyssal things themselves. They're really easy to do. Like I I did like a level three the other day, a level three filament in a hawk with two other people. we didn't die. It was somewhat fun. But yeah. Like what four. I wanna know is when the pubbies in Empire are gonna start complaining, right? Because because that's like this is again went on vacation guys come back ddos active and then messing with tech stuff so i am as usual a clueless out of touch mitten who has no idea what's happening in the galaxy but bear with me uh what i want to know is and if this has already happened please do inform me you guys either uh, people who are on the stream or people who are watching uh is have the has the humble empire high sec pubby recognized the disruption in the supply chain in places like Jita and perimeter to the point that they are complaining about it or are they still like clueless and like has the impact not really hit 
uh, the, the market there? Are, are people starting to notice that, you know, they can't get beef at Wendy's, as it were, in, in Jita? That's a good question. I, I'd have to ask the market guys. We, we'd have to go to fucking Jita to find out. <laughs> well, we'd have to ask him. You know, that's that's the thing. So I'm not. No, I'd people love to in chat are saying say, that. Hey, you know, you're yeah. the industrialist guy. What's going on? People in um, chat are saying that they haven't really like lost ships and like uh, they haven't really uh, started noticing it. Some are saying that they're they're benefiting from it. That's interesting. Um, the huh. prices would like the prices of minerals would go up, right? So it make mining more profitable. Right. Yeah. It's like anything. So at this point, we're still in a phase where tritanium is in a reasonable spot. It's continuing to rise bit by bit. But, you know, uh, the stockpiles and the large supplies that have been sitting in Empire for years are starting to actually come out because people are incentivized to use them. So for the most part, Empire isn't feeling the crunch quite as much as anywhere else is. And especially because in high sec, you generally don't lose a ton of ships on mass, right? You lose your right. Your Raven or your whatever else, you have to replace it, and yeah, it might cost 20 mil more than it did last time, but you know, such is life. Um, I definitely feel like there's going to be a little bit more to go before uh, high sec feels any of the crunch, really. That makes sense. Uh, we have an interesting question here in chat, which is Pando had a good talking point last night. Do you think player mentality or game mechanics hinders the things that people do in Eve? That's a very broad question, so I don't know if it's actually a good one because I have. Wow. Because uh, that that could mean anything. Like, what um, player mentality, what game mechanics, and yeah, like broadly speaking, right? Player mentality has everything to do with how people act in Eve. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a framing thing. Because here's the thing: like, you can do in theory, you can do anything in Eve, but in practice, just like in life, you can only do the things that you know you are able to do. And uh, so, some people will not go out of the way to learn what opportunities even exist. And then you have the mechanical question of: do they even try? Right. Because and the other thing is like a lot of times people could do things in Eve, but do they really want to? No, not necessarily. Like some like a lot of times people will be like, oh, high sec mission runners or null sec F1 monkeys or whatever sort of derogatory term you want to use for somebody else's play style. Oh, these people should play my way. Oh, they should be wormholers. Oh, they should be this. Oh, they should be that. But the reality is, is that, you know, people who are drawn to these different play styles are drawn to those play styles, not because they don't know necessarily that these other play styles exist, that they could be doing, but that they just don't like it, right? Like I, I've tried living in wormholes. It's mildly amusing. It's not my thing. I've tried mining. It is not my thing. Like there's a bunch of things that you can do and sure, maybe it's like a, a superior thing to do, but it's not like it, it, it's a sandbox game. You can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, most of the time when people are aware of a play style that they would like to have and then they don't do it, in my experience, they're just making excuses. Like if you've decided that you really want to do something in Eve that doesn't involve like tearing down an enemy, but like you want to like do something that you can control. Like you want to go be a capital pilot. You want to go learn how to live in wormholes. You want to learn how to do faction warfare or something like that. The barriers to entry to activities in Eve are not that high. Right. Hell, even if you want to be a CEO, if you want to start a corporation, you can just go to fucking HiSec and start rounding up random ass puppies and get a baseline enough of a corporation together to see whether you really like being a CEO, uh, whether you can grow it into something beyond that or not. Who knows? But um, usually when I see people making game mechanic excuses for their play style not happening, I think it's because uh, I, I think it's just... Um, displacement so for example what we we're talking about earlier when people were complaining about how goons and test are blue even though we're not and that everything would be fine if goon swarm and test were fighting each other uh that's an excuse like it's it's objectively not true 
uh, things would not magically be sunshine and rainbows by whatever random high sec puppy's idea of what sunshine and rainbows is. Though I guess in that case, it's I don't know. Puppy. I don't know. I think they've convinced me. Yeah, it's very convincing. <laughs> very convincing. Uh, you know, delves. The the doors are open. The keep stars are there. You know, by all means, bring it. Uh, but oh, yeah, bring it. Is this a call out? You're, no, next it's thing not you know, a call you're gonna, out. Next, you're gonna tell me you have a business degree and uh, you have the best the time, best tank in the time game. zone tankers in the, the game. It, it's like the laziest tank. possible call out because for me, like you know, the, the delve thing is not like oh, I want you to storm the gates of delve, but like people don't, right? Like we like, oftentimes are not at war. Yeah, it's like have fun storming the castle. People don't. People do not attack delve seriously not because of a lack of like calling out or testosterone, but because we learned lessons from getting our asses kicked during the first phase of the casino war. And then we retreated to Delve and we're like, okay, well here are all these mistakes that we made during the first part of the casino war and we lost that and that sucked. So let's see what we can learn about this. And then of course, drive puppies crazy by calling it the casino war over and over and over again forever, uh, which has worked out great and it's hilarious. Um, but you know, that, that's why people don't attack Delve. It's not because of some sort of a magical desire. Like, Delve is a wood chipper. It is designed to be the most awful fucking place to assault for anybody attacking it, and the most fun place for us to sit around and gun these ridiculous keep stars and all of our shit. Um, I mean, 1DQ1 is just nuts. I, it looks really good on my new monitor, too, actually. Like, it's moving cool. a character, like, it's just like, wow, now I see. Like, we've got a really good kind of, like, Imperial Majesty kind of thing. There's just tribute stars everywhere, and it's, it's not. There's, there's just something fun about looking at 40 Faction Fortizars in one system. I mean, come on. Oh, and and you knowing that you stole them in Faction war. Did <laughs> you should, you should oh, come yeah, see. You got to go like, the 1DQ, Billy. They're like, uh, they're like in a line. DQ? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta see it. It's, it's like a, a 1DQ1, seriously. So, guys, like for the longest time, I was playing with one of those like throwaway uh, VG247 Asus, like 150 buck monitors that everybody, like the 24 inch monitors, the throwaways that everybody's been using dirt cheap for years. And I finally upgraded to this big ass fancy monitor. And then I go to 1DQ1 and I'm like, oh, oh, I get it now. Oh, wow. This is going to look really fucking intimidating for anybody coming in uh who, who doesn't know what to expect and there's like 500 people and just star bases fucking everywhere it's it's right. gorgeous you walk uh, in so, you yeah. see 40 factions fortizars three keep stars <laughs> and a bunch of other random stuff and you're like okay i wonder if this is like a main system could this be a staging i don't know it, it, but, it reminds yeah. me of uh like i haven't watched all the way through of legend of galactic heroes that's been on my like anime binge list but there's like 150 fucking episodes or something or other like that so i, I know enough of legend of galactic heroes to like catch Iserlon fortress references and shit like that but the the battle scenes in that anime where you have like thousands of starships in a grid and stuff like that uh are really cool and then when you go into one dq1 for the first time if you've never been there um you know Water's warm. Come on in, guys. If you're not part of the Imperium, come do check out 1DQ1. You will probably end up with a bunch of shit dropped on top of you if you uncloak, but it is a sight to see. There's really, I don't think there's anything like it in EVE. It's 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 very extra. And it, it reminds me a lot of those battle formation scenes in Legend of Galactic Heroes where you just see ships in a grid going out as far as the eye can see, except in this case, it's the captured stations of our defeated foes. Uh <laughs> It, you know, it's funny, like, going back to the point about, you know, why do you guys blew everybody up, the blue donut, all that other nonsense, and I, we hear, I hear constantly from folks outside of in it, why don't you guys just 
you know, reset goons. If you reset goons, everything's going to be fine. You know what? Uh, unless it's somebody inside in it making that joke, the people who are really serious when they say that stuff invariably are in PanFam. So, yeah, I know why you guys want us to reset. We want You want us to fight your battles for you. That's it. I mean, that's all it is. Let's weaken, the, let's weaken our opponents by making them fight each other. You know, there's nothing stopping NC Dot or any of these other guys from going down and fighting Delve, exactly like you said, except they don't want to. And the same reason, I mean, Nominate pointed it out. The reason why Imperium and Test aren't fighting each other right now is because it would be literal cancer to do that. The fights would be so constant and big and and just nobody would have it any... There wouldn't be any fun. It wouldn't be fun. Well, it's more about, so, like, why, right? Like, the main thing is you need to have a confluence of interest in order to really make a war happen. You need to have a material advantage to come from it to be commensurate with the amount of human effort and coordination required to get it. So, uh, you know, if Delve was less defended... Uh, you could totally see a situation where Legacy would try to take Delve uh, from Goonswarm. Like, that would absolutely happen. And one of the reasons why the galaxy is in sort of this interesting uh, moment is because after Deadco kind of fell apart and the Imperium took in uh, Ranger Regiment and Dracarys and Iron Crown uh, and shored up those time zones, that was pretty much like the final, maybe not the final, but one of the last moments of the hope which I, I do enjoy crushing the hopes of my foes or my hypothetical foes. So just, just seeing that happen and then sort of sensing through the ether the hope of any possible Delve Assault, like just getting shattered or crushed or slowly bleeding out, that made me happy. But that also means that, you know, uh, people are not really going to be doing it because there's so much effort to go after Delve now. Uh, in theory, for all I know, we're going to get invaded tomorrow. But... Uh, you know, you, you, you need to have a reason for it. You, you got to have something. You got to have something worth taking to get off your ass to try to climb that mountain, uh, especially if there's boiling oil pouring down on you from the top of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, as Real Resist Impulse just points out there, it's incentive, incentives versus opportunity costs. That, that that's all it is. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Well, constant big fights would be fun, but the the way that you have to 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 play this game to to win a massive uh, imperial war like between the empires there has to be a reason to do it and as much as i you know i like fighting pan fam and those guys i just think it's funny when when we get the whole constant you know uh, in it should reset goons or test should reset the imperium or whatever what does anybody say all right what pan fam should you know horde should reset nc dot how about that or reset horde should the... reset fraternity how about that why don't you guys suggest that if you want content I mean, it's, because it's, it because they're there's... they're butt blasted that they can't kick our asses basically like that's exactly. that's all it is is uh, I um, Jay you're about to say something there I thought I heard I was just saying that like uh, Horde and FRT should reset maybe that... Horde and FRT what they should reset like uh, be good for the game right if like just following on with using their own logic right if like FRT <laughs> moved to branch or whatever. Yeah, why shouldn't they? They should do that. That would be great. Yeah. I think that there's an interesting thing where people... Actually, this is a whole like complete diversion, but one of the things I've also noticed is that uh, I, I think that if you move between corps and alliances more often, uh, you might have more of a personal conception, you being like a hypothetical you, not like you, uh, Brisk. But like, if you are a player who shifts alliances or corporations regularly then the opinions and like the public reputation of like 
the hoi polloi, right? The common Eve player, people on Reddit, whatever. That matters because your reputation has something to do with your employment history and you're looking for, you know, you're moving around between things. Uh, I, I tried to join a puppy corp uh, after, and it was a reasonable experience uh, after Lordless imploded. This is the precursor org before uh, Goonfleet was founded. Uh, this is back in 2005. Trying to join a puppy org that wasn't Goonsform? <laughs> oh, I see what you did Ooh. there. Uh, and basically what happened was um, I hated it. It was just, it was, I wanted to play goons in space and I didn't really have any interest in regular EVE online. And uh, so I've never really bounced around. So one of the things that's always fascinating when we see these, uh, you know, uh, public discussions of goons should do this, goons should do that, is that at a fundamental level, if you are the kind of player that does not move around a lot, the opinions of people who are outside of your tribe are completely irrelevant. In fact, if people say that we should do X, a lot of times I will want to do the exact opposite of that just because I see puppies who I don't like being mad about something we're doing and suggesting that we should do something or other for the good of the game. And my reaction to that usually because the people who are doing it are not loyal to any particular tribe and they're sort of, you know, out there doing whatever, you know, is fuck them, right? Who cares, right? If they want us to do X, Y, and Z and they're whining about it, but they're not my people, right? If they're, if they're not part of our tribe, why would we care? And if we moved around more, if we had less tribal loyalty, it would, it would, you know, it would make sense because you would care about what uh, the general citizenry thinks. But uh, one of the reasons why the Imperium is sort of impervious to this kind of uh, nonsense of people asking us to do X, Y, and Z is because the people that are not in the Imperium, uh, if they're, you know, not our allies or working together on some project or having some sort of like longstanding uh, autocrat to autocrat relationship, but even then, like if they're not part of the tribe, the tribe's interests always come first, right? So, so that's the, the fundamental difference between like I think I don't know how like t test works, but like especially in Goonswarm, right? Like most of the well, I say most, but like a lot of the leadership in Goonswarm only continue to play the game to further benefit the people in the in Goonswarm, right? There isn't in, there, there isn't like the need to log in daily and and and, and make ISK or whatever. There's just benefiting people in our space guild. I mean, tribe is tribe is low, that's, tribe is low. That's right? that's the reason I keep playing. Right. Like I would, I should have quit like a couple of years I play, ago. I play to hang out with my friends and, and people who are asking, yeah. why is Brisk smiling? Why is the old guy smiling so much? You know why I'm <laughs> smiling so much? Because I was happy and waiting for Mittens to ban the guy that mentioned the wizard had a fan fest thing. That's <laughs> well, why I'm smiling. The it wizard had happened, is, and, and I was waiting to watch the fly get swatted. The, the, that, the that commissar was, is real. Well, it, it is interesting because like that is something that was taken completely out of context at the time because there's a whole Riverini drama. And if you really want to dig into it, you can go find all that out. But that's a great example of fucking up. You should not get really drunk on live TV with a wizard hat on your head and make inappropriate jokes that then get taken out of context. Even if Riverini was trying to fuck me over and there's a whole bunch of other complicated shit. That's a bad look. It was dumb. I apologize for it. But what's funny is when people think that they can mess with me that way, now um fuck man i mean it's 10 it's years later right no it was, tw it was 2012 so it was 2012 right, when that eight happened. years later yeah and was it 2012 yeah it was 2012 and um you know oh are you gonna like try to bully somebody into, su into suicide like da -da -da. um that one didn't happen uh the way you're describing it and two no and three what's funny though is that they think that that's a gotcha right it's kind of like what's a good example of this um Oh, it's the same thing as these guys that, that, that oh, yeah, you got banned because you, uh, you you broke the NDA and then you bullied CCP into letting you play the game again because you're some big-time lawyer. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Well, here's the thing: you, right. you can't tell. You can't that call makes a lot of like. Sense. Okay, so evil space tyrant, right? So check this out. Uh, most IGN says most ruthless tyrant in gaming, which is uh, intended to be naughty about me, but in practice is. You love you know, that, don't you? You really awesome. love that. I, I fucking love it. Uh, when I when I was single, I got because <laughs> you know girls will Google you, and they're most ruthless tyrant in gaming. It was. <laughs> It was good. Anyway, but the, the point is, is this is going to somebody who is allegedly notorious for being an evil bully and then going, you're an evil bully and expecting them to be ashamed and go, oh, wow, you really got me. Most ruthless tyrant in gaming, you're calling me a bully and then I'm supposed to feel bad about it. I mean, I would prefer to not be a bully. I don't want to do these things I'm getting accused of doing. But if I am that guy, Right, like if I am the bad guy, then why is that gonna make me give a shit about what you think? And so it's Mitten, funny. you know it's I'm like, a bully, oh, right? Oh, oh, you're 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 a bully. You're you're an evil space tyrant. You're doing bad things, and then they're surprised when I just ban them <laughs> and make fun right. of them. Exactly. I mean, I'm a bully. It has to be true because Omeka said so, and he's a subject matter expert. I mean, part of being so. a space emperor is crushing your foes. And if crushing your foes means being a bully in the game of EVE Online, and that's my role, is to defend my people at the expense of anybody that comes at my people, right, in the video game. So the, the process of being a space tyrant oftentimes involves deciding who lives and who dies, what empires get crushed, what empires stay, what regions are allowed to be part of whatever. Um, right, so now it, I'm officially it, a space oh. uh, tyrant. Yes, the Bond villain uh, space cat. That's good. I like it. Um, so, sorry, I got completely distracted by the cat because that is that is really cute. It uh, it completes proof. with a beard, I think. This is proof. Yeah. But, you know, that's just one of those things where uh, it, it is, I see it over and over again uh, where people will be like, ooh, you're a mean person and you're, you're a bully and you're a bad guy. And I'm like, well, if I'm a mean person, I'm a bully and I am a bad guy. Let's give you summary judgment. Uh, is that insult supposed to work i mean if they said i was weak right like that would be a better one you could say that i'm weak you could say that i'm ineffective you could say that i'm like limp-wristed or some so, some sort of not bully not sort of kill kill kind of thing uh but calling a space tyrant a bully is funny enough for me to talk about it for a while <laughs> exactly exactly it's funny well anyway. gentlemen we are about 20 minutes over and i guess that means we had a good time my tech maybe stuff that's, started that's working, and now I'm all chatty. I'm like, I'm, I'm having fun because I, I can actually make the machines go. It was good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't want to stop us at the 20-minute mark because I felt like we finally got a rhythm and you finally got your stuff fixed. Am so I done talking going. about myself? Apparently not. But uh, Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, But I guess it's probably time for us to start sh uh, shutting her down here. Um, I, I would just like to say it's the end of the show. It's a fireside edition. We've got some time. Uh, and, and I think we probably should just do an around the room. So why don't you guys, if you have anything you want to say at the end of the show, uh, shout outs or whatever, let's just go ahead. So Jay, if you have anything, heard talk that, to the uh, audience. I've heard that Philly guy is running for CSM. I think he is. Yeah. I, he actually put a post up. I, I heard the, the, the brisk guy is running for CSM too. Yeah. When yeah. I, I think, I think when I'm old enough, I might run for CSM one day when I'm like, when I reach the 18 age limit, I can't wait. I will totally vote for you. Jay's my hero. Uh, Vili, can you do are you, can you do a rap, Vili? Can we, we've got a request for you doing a uh, closing rap. Have you started rapping now? Is that like a thing that oh, you're he's doing good. on comms? No, I, I mean I was on uh, Trash Talk Tuesday, and apparently I had uh, 
I had been challenged to a rap battle and didn't know. And so I had to kind of impromptu do a rap battle to defend my honor. And I still slammed a dude that had like three weeks to prep for it. So, <laughs> you know, that was busting awesome. rhymes and rich man's faces. Something like that. I like it. I like it. Oh my yeah. God. The idea of, uh, a Billy rap battle. I don't know if my brain can can handle that right now. I'm, I'm going to wow. be thinking about that. I, I was so fly the the like Discord couldn't literally couldn't handle how like awesome I was and like literally like cracked out. So I think that's like the top impressive. The, the top clip on that show of all time was your rap. So yeah, well that's not too bad. The grand it's only so, been all so, like a month. So the, but... there, so there is a clip like there there's actually a record. Oh yes. Well, oh, there's yeah. a clip, but like it doesn't actually have most of it because Discord literally cut out because it couldn't handle me. So, I I, 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 clip, I need though. to hear your 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 smooth rhymes or whatever it is the kids these like I I'm 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 in my 40s. It's cool that I'm uncool, but like what whatever it is that it's I, called. I, I am, I am are you spitting like, straight fire? <laughs> oh, I, well, I was spitting straight fire. I just I don't think that part is actually recorded. <laughs> there, there, there's just other parts where it's like I'm like trying to like string words together because I have not prepped at all like what I need to say. So. Dude, do this as your CS. So, like, one of the reasons why Brisk ended up on the CSM in the first place was he made this very smoothly produced, really cool. Because I had no idea who the hell Brisk was. This is long before he ended up being like my co-host and we became friends and all this stuff. Is he did this really cool campaign video for the CSM, and I'm like, fuck it, we'll put him on the 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 like the tenth slot or whatever it was on the the Imperium ballot. Uh, but if Billy, if you did a like rap special campaign video where you just make well, a like, CSM you, the thing you need to understand is like i'm not actually like good at rapping like <laughs> <laughs> i know i know I, i'm assuming that you're matter. not very good at it <laughs> that you did it that's the best part it's amazing i think that's the clip i might be wrong but i'd have to listen to it but i think okay. that's the clip so. I, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna click on this and see if it uh if it's if not then it we'll is. figure it out but in the meantime i want to say as my ending of the show kind of thing uh tomorrow is mother's day so I hope that all of you guys out there are going to at least call your moms. And if you're... Uh, oh, God, I, I'm listening son, to it and it's horrible. Sorry, I had to it, interrupt. Isn't it? It's... Dude. It's so Vill good. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best clip ever. Oh, my God. Fireside it's shows. The, the nice ever. thing about the Fireside show is that we can interrupt each other and do stupid shit. And uh, that's our excuse going into that. And uh, no, yeah, insult his rapping ability. He might invite Delve. I'm not insulting it. I think it's fantastic. Cool. Like, I think, like, seriously, a, a Villy rap video, he would probably end up, uh, kind of like with Brisk's campaign videos, he'd probably end up getting a bunch of uh, puppy votes, unironically. There you go. Uh, so, well, I have it. There's a new campaign video. It's in the works. I still have some filming to do, but we're going to get there. It's going to be pretty good. Uh, I mean, hopefully, we'll I, have it in two I weeks. don't have the courage to rap on live tv right i, I, would I don't do have the either. balls to do it right like i i gotta say like a, a lot of respect for that because i i would be hiding my head, head in shame um and i i would already embarrass so. yourself enough right exactly exactly I'm, I'm i'm you know i've got enough of that but no seriously that's uh <laughs> yeah i'd have rapping. to sing something that's already over i wouldn't rap myself but i'd sing like a rap song i, I could probably do that you gotta you gotta yeah. wrap a morale speech because here's the thing like one of the things that's that's so amazing about Villy when he's like fleet commanding and like doing cool stuff is occasionally like it'll be a middle of a pivotal battle and he'll go into like morale speech mode and suddenly it's just you can almost 
and suddenly Vili starts doing his thing and it would be really funny if that happened in a pivotal uh, in a pivotal battle and then instead of doing the normal like Vili morale speech time he he did it freestyle and like wrapped the whole thing <laughs> That's, yeah uh... i think uh, your definition of fun and interesting is it's <laughs> different from the rest hey hey if it inspires the crew and it turns the tide whatever works um all right well i gotta i gotta stop running my mouth here because i'm having too much fun and i'll keep everybody here so uh yeah it is uh wow an hour and a half not bad okay That's, well we, we hit it we hit it pretty close in the mark we never um, went into cool kids only mode either. Like, we didn't have time. Oh yeah, we were too busy. Hey, every, all is everyone was a cool kid. Everyone was a cool exactly. kid today. That's right. Even if you weren't yeah. subscribed, you were a cool kid today. Uh, but back to my point before Mittens uh, laughed his ass off. Uh, <laughs> about Billy. No, no, no. I just want to say, make sure you call your mothers tomorrow. Make sure you talk about how important they are to you. I would like to say for the record that my wife is the best mom on the planet. So I feel bad for the rest of you because you don't have as good a mom as my son does. And she is amazing. She takes care of all of us. She puts up with all of my gaming bullshit. She lets me spend all day on shows like this and all night on fleets like SNS and hanging out with my in it guys. So happy Mother's Day, honey. And I will I will do everything you need me to do or want me to do for the rest of the weekend. So that's for you. Uh, anything else you guys got? All right. Without that. Thank you all for watching. It's been another meta, meta show, the Fireside Edition. Thanks to Billy it's and Jay for joining one. us. It's been another one. Another one. Pinecones, Delenda Est, and you stay classy, New Eden. Cheers, guys. <laughs>